Hello, and welcome to our first ever podcast. I am Joy, and I'm here with my sister Angie, and we have just decided to do a podcast together. It's going to be all about books. We both love to read. Um, She really loves to read the classics. I do as well, but I really enjoy reading the newer stuff that's out there just to see, you know, the new authors, what's out there. And we're both just very excited. We know this is going to be very amateur. It's not going to be professional at all. We're sitting here at my little dining room table. And we're just going to both agree on a book, and then we'll just discuss it. So, Angie, um, do you have anything to add to that? Uh, No, just the fact that I'm really excited about this. We've been talking about doing this for a really long time, and... This morning when I woke up, I was so excited because this is something I've been just looking forward to and I can't wait. I know. I've been so excited. I can't sleep at night. Just Mm -hmm. getting to sit around and talk about books. That's Mm -hmm. my dream world. It's awesome. That's what I told Corby, my husband, um, that if I could just have a job and get paid, it would be doing this. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, who knows? We might make a buck or two one day doing this podcast. Or even if we never make a dime. That's not why we're here. We're here because it's going to be fun. And another reason is we both have a daughter. Uh, I have a daughter. Her name is Olivia, and she's seven years old. Mm -hmm. Angie has a daughter, Cambry, and she is... She's 12. And we hope, we're not sure, but we hope that one day they'll go back and listen to these podcasts and it will inspire a love for reading in them. Mm -hmm. Just like we love to read, we want our daughters to read. We know how important reading is and we hope that it will inspire our daughters to read. And also, we want to hear your thoughts. Whoever might happen to listen to us, thank you if you're listening to us, by the way. Mm -hmm. If you are out there and you're actually listening to us, hey, we'd love to see your uh, comments and thoughts about these books we're discussing in the comments. Okay. All right. Well, I guess we got that out of the way. Um, So today we both decided we would like to talk about the outsiders. And um, I found a little snippet on the internet, a little summary. I thought it was pretty good, so I'll just read it. It said, The Outsiders is a coming-of-age novel by S.E. Hinton, published in 1967. Ponyboy Curtis and his gang of greasers regularly fight with the upper-class socias. When a member of the gang kills a soch, Pony Boy learns valuable lessons about belonging, friendship, family, and goodness. So I thought that was pretty good. You know, yeah. so maybe there's someone out there who hasn't read this, so kind of give them an idea. And um, obviously, uh, we only pick books that we really love. Well, I don't know. We may do a few books that we hate, but uh, <laughs> if you have not read these books, uh, if, if we picked it, we think they're really good, and we automatically mm-hmm. uh, we would suggest that you read this book. Yes, um, so The Outsiders was written by Essie Hinton. It was published in 1967. Um, so I thought we'd just jump right in. I've got some questions written out here. Uh, so, Joy, we really need to get across to people who are listening just how much we loved this book. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the first question is, what is it about this book that is really appealing to you? Okay, so we need to kind of let everyone know how crazy we were about this book. So can you recall your... Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. So my first memories of this book, of reading this book, we were in the sixth grade, a small rural school um, and I remember, uh, according to Angie, our friend Julie Clark told mm-hmm. us about this book. And guys, I don't remember that, but mm-hmm. thanks, Julie, because I love this book. But I remember reading this book, 
We loved it so much that we would go out on our playground at recess and we all would get to pick a character from the book and we would act out scenes from the book. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I probably read the book two or three times. Angie, how many times do you think you've read this book? I've probably read it probably three or four times. It's possibly more than that, but a, a lot. I read it enough that I could quote many, many lines from it. Yes, and <laughs> so. another thing, and I don't know if you remember this or not, but I remember, it was, I guess it was kind of like a contest. Um, several of our friends uh, and I and my sister Angie, and by the way, if you haven't figured this out, we're twins. <laughs> yeah. um, we would try to memorize the first page of the book. And do you remember this? No. Okay. We, we had a contest? I don't know if it was a contest. Oh. I'm just saying I remember shutting the book and reciting it and like Julie <laughs> okay. or whoever happened to be there would tell me okay you got this word wrong or that word and then they would recite it. oh my goodness I remember okay. that like it was yesterday that is too funny I will say this I remember everything you're saying about as far as us acting out the characters and in the storyline and we each had our own favorite characters uh but before I go on and say anything else I just want to say that more than any other book that I've ever read, with the exception of maybe just a couple. This book transformed me in a way that I'd never been transformed. It's probably the first book I ever read that I was like, wow, I knew the power of a book and, and what, yes, a book can, uh, what a book can do. Yeah, I definitely would say the same. It was, I don't know. I just, I remember after I read it, I wanted to read it again. It's mm -hmm. Like I said, it was probably the first book I wanted to read again. So what was it about the book, do you think, that was so appealing that just drew us in, you know, like flies to sugar? Or... I think it's just the cast of characters. I mm -hmm. mean, they have names like Pony Boy and Soda Pop and Dally, Winston. I mean, mm -hmm. just the characters were so unique. You'd never seen them in characters like these in literature before. And the setting, it was just this tough neighborhood. It was a world that, you know, we never knew. Uh, it was this tough neighborhood with all of these boys are growing up together without really any parental figures. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It was just appealing. How about you? Um, I think it was the characters, too. They were just so believable. They were so likable. Um, you know, you go... Of course, you've got two, bo three boys who've lost their parents, you know, in a car accident. I think it, the book takes place about eight months after the accident. I and think they're that, all brothers. And they're mm -hmm. all brothers. So, you've, you know, you've got three boys trying to hold it together in a family with no parents. And they've got a group of friends, you know, and they're, of course, we know they're all considered bugs kind of or greasers so, that they call them in the book you know and then they're coming over and they're right in each other's refrigerators they have chocolate cake for breakfast um oh yeah who uh, can't love a book where they get to eat chocolate cake for breakfast exactly yeah. the tv's blaring the radio's blaring uh it's just i don't know I, i'm kind of like you it's just a whole nother world uh you know nothing like the type of setting that we grew up in so i guess it was exciting yeah, you different know. and exciting. Yeah, and the, like I said, the characters were just so likable. Um, and who was your favorite character? Okay, so, well, you know who my favorite character was, but it was um, Johnny Cade. 
And, of course, he was played by Ralph Macchio. And I had a huge crush on Johnny Cade, the character, in the book. So mm-hmm. when they cast Ralph Macchio to play him, I was more than excited. You know, I was like, oh, wow. How, yeah, how I remember. Because <laughs> I don't know if you remember, Ralph Macchio was in The Karate Kid. And mm-hmm. I, I just remember going to see that at the movies. And I had a little crush on Ralph Macchio. Mm-hmm. Macchio. Macchio. I have no idea the correct way to say his I last name. I don't either. I don't guess know. it matters. We'll call him Ralph M. from this point Ralph on. M. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because a few years ago, I was talking to uh, one of our friends from high school, Brett. He said something about, you even named your son after Johnny Cade. And I was like, what? And then it occurred to me, well, my son's middle name is Cade. Oh, and I, so it's like a subconscious <laughs> it thing. It was a subconscious thing. I never yeah. even thought about right. that. I never thought about it when I named him that, but it was so true. I thought, oh, wow, one of my favorite all-time characters. Uh, maybe I did subconsciously name my son after him. I thought that was funny. but hmm. Okay, so... We're going to talk about the movie. Well, Uh, I was going to talk about my favorite character real quick. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I I forgot. It's okay. Uh, So, my favorite character was Dallas Winston, Mm -hmm. or Dally. Mm -hmm. And I'm the same way with you. I had a little bit of a crush on him when I read the book. So, when I saw the movie, I'm like, uh, who's going to play him? Is it going to be somebody worthy of the character, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Matt Dillon. Mm-hmm. And so, to this day, I like Matt Dillon because he played Dallas Winston in The Outsiders. And I do think he is a really good actor. And I thought he was the perfect uh, choice to play Dallas Winston. Oh, definitely. And you'll be interested to know, I was reading a little bit of trivia about the movie before I come over this today. Mm-hmm. Um, they said that uh, Francis Ford... Coppola, and once again, I don't know how to say his last Coppola, name. Coppola, uh, who yeah, knows? We'll just call him Francis, Francis F from now on. Or Francis okay. C. Okay, hitherto known as Francis C. Okay, yeah. anyway, Francis C., he asked Matt Dillon to come in for the reading, and then they said he did some reading, and I guess he didn't have to read for very long, and Francis said, okay, Matt, you can go home now. So Matt went home, calls his agent, says, I didn't get the part. And comes to find out later, uh, it wasn't that he didn't get the part. It was just he was, Francis was so sure that he was the perfect fit for the part. He oh. didn't need him to read very much. He just oh. knew. So he was he, he was convinced he was the Dally. Very interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Hmm. Um, okay, so let's talk about that movie. Um, the movie. The movie, The Outsiders. So uh, we both know that they had a dream team cast. Um, and... I did read a little something on the internet I thought you'd be interested in hearing. I mean, it's something we already know, but it said it is unlikely that there is any other single motion picture in American film history that featured and introduced more young actors in the early stages of their careers who would later star in leading roles in their own future movies. No less than seven cast members would go to become major names. Cruz, Swayze, Dylan, Machio, Lowe, Lane, and Estevez. You know, I've thought about this many times. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever the casting director was, the casting agent on this movie, mm-hmm. wow, they did a phenomenal job. That is so true. It is so star-studded, and there are so many powerhouse names in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing to me when I look back at the movie and see every one of these actors went on to do pretty big things. So, let me ask you this. So, did you like the movie? I did, but I know this is so cliche to say, but there's... The movie's never going to be as good as the book. That's Mm -hmm. just a fact. Well, I mean, I'm sure there are a few exceptions, but I did like the movie, and I just happened to run across it on TV a couple of months ago, and I was just laughing because from the opening, and there's a beautiful Stevie Wonder song, and I have not researched this, so I don't know, but I think he wrote it uh, with a girl, and I think her last name is 
Coppola or Coppola. I know, oh. and I'm thinking hmm. she must be related to Francis. Oh, okay. So I need to find that out. But anyway, the song is beautiful. It has beautiful lyrics. I love Stevie Wonder. But um, it was just warped. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's just an older movie. And just watching it, it just seems kind of cheesy by today's standards. But, yes, overall, I thought the movie, I thought the actors were phenomenal. I thought the mm-hmm. movie was good. Okay. What did you think? Okay, so the movie came out in 1983. Okay, so we would have been We were 13, 13 when it came okay. out. And so I agree with you 100%. So when you read a book as many times as we have and you are intimately, um, you feel like you intimately know the characters. Yeah, you feel a connection. You feel such a connection, and you, you have in your mind what they look like, what they sound like, what mm-hmm. they, and so you see the movie, and you're like, hmm. Yeah. You know, and so I have to say, I was a little bit of a snob, um, mm-hmm. and I thought, no, this, they did not capture it. I was not happy with the movie, you know, but like you said, no actor or producer or director is going to ever completely capture a, a book and put it into a, a movie. Yeah, you know, they can only just capture the essence of it, tell yes. the story the best that they can. Yeah, so, but in all fairness, I want to say this. In, in the beginning when I was young uh, and watched the movie, I just felt like the acting was not that great. And then here, probably about a year ago, I actually got to watch the movie again. And I agree, you know, it's an old movie. Of course, it's going to seem kind of cheesy. Every old movie you watch seems cheesy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But I, I completely changed my mind. I felt like the acting was out of this world. I felt mm-hmm. like the acting was wonderful. Yeah, the acting was awesome. I just feel like these. there's a reason these uh, guys all went on to become superstars. They're all super talented. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the fact that they, um, the actors that they chose for the parts was whoever, like you said, whoever did the casting was, did an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny cause I was reading in that, like I told you about that website and that trivia I was reading this morning. Um, it was talking about how like Tom Cruise auditioned for like five or six different parts in the movie. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, really? And then there was several really famous people that, didn't get parts in the movie that you'd be surprised auditioned for the movie. Oh, okay. So, anyway, um, so, uh, so since our favorite characters were Johnny Cade and Dallas, Dallas Winston, uh, you feel, you, so you felt like Matt Dillon really, oh, he, he nailed the part. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. I thought he was a great yeah. Dallas Yeah, and Winston. C. Thomas Howe, perfect pony boy, yes. Ralph Macchio, Ralphie M., whatever, he yes. perfect. Emilio. I mean, they all, uh, Patrick Swayze, they were all perfect for the roles. I think yeah. we both can agree on that. Yeah, Emilio Estevez, I mean, I've seen him in so many movies, and especially like when I think of, um, uh, is it Young Guns? Mm-hmm. Okay, he, he's just that. Those characters, those are just made for him. Yeah, that you know, cocky, funny. Yeah, type, then two oh, bit, he's that's the perfect. Who it was. He's the perfect cocky, funny sidekick. Yes, yeah, I, I agree. So, okay, so we both agree that the movie was pretty good. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. So I've got some uh, surprise trivia. I'm oh, gonna ask boy. you. So I don't know. Some of these, I'm just curious to see if you know any of the answers to these. So let's see how you do. I've got ten questions. Oh, great. Do I get a prize? No, just the just the satisfaction of, of knowing being an outsider's expert. Yes, of just knowing the answer. So okay, okay. Number one, what does the author's initials S E stand for? I knew you were going to ask me that. <laughs> How did you know? Okay, because before we had this podcast, I was like, I need to look up what S E stands for before we talking about her. Oh, twin moment. Okay, <laughs> I'm just going to guess. Okay. Susan Elena. <gasps> 
You are surprisingly close. It's okay. Susan Eloise. I just totally, yeah. and that may be, I've seen her name somewhere maybe and just kind of half remembered it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay. okay. Zero for one. Okay. Boom. Number two. Who takes the first punch in the rumble scene? Oh. <laughs> I want to say it was Derry. It, it was Pony Boy. Oh, and, the unexpected. And so another the dreamy little. Bookworm takes the first yeah, punch. Very unexpected. Pony nice boy. turn, director. So zero for two. Interesting little bit tidbit mm-hmm. is that in the actual filming of that scene, he actually got punched. I don't think he was supposed to have been punched as hard as he was. They said it knocked him out cold. <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. sorry, that's not funny, yeah. Sir Thomas Howell. Yeah, I've never sorry. heard that, but I'm I thought sorry. that was kind of that interesting. Okay, okay. Number three, during the filming of the movie, what movie script does Tom Cruise receive that would be filmed later that year? Risky Business. Yes. Ding, so ding, 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 ding. once again, that just goes to show you that a lot of these actors they hadn't done their big breakout so roles. So really, yet. Risky Business, I think, was Tom Cruise's. Wasn't I, that I his breakout role? I think that was role? his. I think it is. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. But so okay. he did. Uh, Outsiders and Risky Business in 1983. Both okay, of them come out the same very year. interesting. Yeah. One for three. Okay, so number four. Out of the main cast, all the actors were in their late teens, except for which three? Okay, it has to be Patrick Swayze. Yes. Diane Lane? Nope. There's two more. Rob Lowe? No. Patrick Swayze, for sure. And then the next youngest one was... Leif Garrett? He was two. There's one more. Okay. It was Patrick, Patrick Swayze, Lee, Lee Garrett, Garrett, and there's one more who was not, not a teenager. Not in their teenage years. He always just looked young for his age, which... Oh, I forgot. Ralph M. Mm-hmm. Because he always has that little baby face, and he was yeah. always played younger characters yes. when he was older, just like in Karate Kid. Yep. All right. All right. Number five. One difference between the book and the movie was the color of Dally's hair. What color was Dally's hair in the book? I know. This was weird to me. Wasn't it almost white in yes. the book? Yes. Yes. I said it was extremely blonde. And that's why when I, I look back. they call it a toehead or something. Okay. Because usually I don't go for blondes. You know, my mm-hmm. husband's dark-headed yeah. and I like dark-headed guys. But that kind of surprises me because I remember I had a big crush on the character, but I don't mm-hmm. think I realized he was blonde. And Nothing the way they describe him in the book is he really wasn't that attractive. They said he had an elfish, uh, an elfish yes. face and sharp teeth or yes. something like that something that didn't sound very flattering to me okay so am i four i think you're one for five right four for no okay I, I mean you've got i don't <laughs> we'll count later okay we'll figure it out i don't guess it okay. matters um okay number six coppola grew so fond of matt Dillon that he eventually cast him on a future se hinton movie which was called what? oh i know this i know you know it. okay and this is not my answer but my first thought was either rumblefish mm-hmm Tex, that was in oh, This I Is Now. About Tex. Oh, that was in This Is Now. Oh yes. my gosh, I haven't thought about those in forever. I'm going to say Rumblefish. It was Rumblefish. Ding, 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 and ding, ding. And if I read correctly, I think it was produced later that year, too. So Awesome. Okay, seven. What famous actor auditioned for the part of Dallas Winston but didn't get the part? Ooh. You're, I don't think you'll get this, but take a second. Oh, let me think about it. We had Bad Boy Type. Is he a bad boy? Uh, yeah, but I, I just do not think. Is he very famous today? He's very famous, but still. Um, so I can give you a hint. Um, give me a hint. Something he's been in. Oh gosh. Um, y'all get a magnifying glass and look at the dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin. Oh, the dollar bill. A magnifying glass. Yeah. The all-seeing eye. Don't. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> don't and don't. Don't, oh, don't spit yeah. on the declaration. <laughs> Oh, National Treasure. Oh, oh, Fran. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
Francis Ford Coppola has a nephew. Nicholas Cage is his nephew. Oh, he is. Nicholas Cage. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm making the connection. Yes. Yeah, so, so, oh, this is. This so the big. one time that politics didn't help someone, or family connection, so not family politics, connection. So even not, though he was the nephew of this oh, famous director, he did not. Ooh, I wonder if that called they, caused hard feelings. So they said that Nicholas uh, went into a room for a week or two and tried to get into character and smoked a cigarette and did all these things that he thought this character would do. And thought he was really in character, and he was really, really prepared for the role. And they said when he didn't get it, he was really mad. And they said, some. I think they told him, well, why don't you audition for this other part? And he said, forget it. I'm done. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I don't yeah. feel too sorry for him because uh-huh. he's had many, many big hits. Okay, right. what's the next okay. question? Okay, eight. What two actors dated briefly during the filming? Ooh. This can't be too hard because there's really only well, one I'm female Well, I'm going to say character. it was Diane Lane, mm-hmm. but who would she have dated? Well, would it have been Matt Dillon? It was. Ooh. It was Matt Dillon. He's dated a lot of famous actresses. Yes, and so, so Francis F., during the filming, he did a lot of things to try to help people get in character. And one of the very first scenes they recorded was Diane Lane and Matt Dillon, where she throws the coke in his face. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of tension between them. They did things to create tension right. between them. And he was always bugging her and giving her a hard time. Right. And, and she didn't like that. She thinks it's because she was so young she couldn't take it. Right. But they actually did date for a small period of time. Okay. They became good friends. So. Very interesting. Okay, number nine. Which actor later admitted he had a big crush on Diane Lane during the film? I bet they all did, even if they Probably. admitted it or yeah. not. Okay, but <laughs> yeah. he later admitted yeah, it. Yeah, he did admit eventually he had uh, a good C. Pressure. Thomas Howell? It was C. Oh Thomas Howell. Oh, my goodness. That was a total yes. guess. Yeah. But he, I could picture younger. Yeah. Having yeah. a little crush on her. Okay, last question. What movie was playing at the drive-in? The scene where Pony Boy Johnny and the girls, you know, yes. were all sitting watching the movie. Was it Beach Blanket Bingo? Yes. Wow. Gosh, you have the best memory. I, I would never I don't know how I remember that. that. Uh-huh. I just did. Okay. All right. You did pretty good. Okay, right. uh, we'll figure it up later, and I'll see what kind of prize you might get for Thank that. Thank you. you know, maybe Anything a leather jacket chocolate. or some oh, yeah. hair grease or something. A okay. new Harley or a leather uh-huh. jacket mm-hmm. or a comb to, yeah. to comb my greasy hair. Yeah, okay. Okay, so we're going to rate the book, and, you know, so typically people would give a book a rating of one to five stars, but we are going to give this a rating uh, in grease spots. So, oh, definitely. So, Joy, <laughs> what is your grease spot rating for Ooh, The Outsiders? Drummer. Sorry, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is an amazing book. Like she said, we both wanted to read it several times, and it's one of my all-time favorite books. So I have to give it five grease spots. Okay, I am in total agreement. I mean, it's this is kind of one of those books that really does just transform you. And I thought it was wonderfully written. Uh, we didn't really talk about it, but the fact that she was so young, that Essie Hinton was so young when she wrote it, and the fact that she wrote it from a woman's perspective, mm-hmm. uh, talking about men and boys and their angst and problems. And the whole and, world apart from hers. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she had yeah, to she write wrote this from this a woman's pers- I mean, from a man's perspective. Yes. You know, and not- what I read was she started writing when she was 15, mm-hmm. finished it when she was 16, published by 18. Right. Oh, my goodness. That is yeah. phenomenal. Yes, I agree. So, I give it a, a five grease spots as well. So, okay. So, now we're going to wrap this up. Um, we're going to talk about our favorite passages. Um, so, do you have your... Would you like to read your favorite passage? Yes. I would just say she's a... She, She's a beautiful writer, and I love that she included the poem by Robert Frost, uh, Nothing Gold Can Stay. I 
I used to teach English many, many years ago, and I actually taught this poem in my class, and the kids ate it up. They loved it. Oh, they did? Yes, and it's been called the most perfect poem ever written, and I do. I love the poem. I'm not going to read it now, but if you've never read Nothing Gold Can Stay, you need to go read it. It's amazing, but I just really love the beginning of the book, and it's also how she wrapped up the book, so I'm going to read that. When I stepped out into the bright sunlight from the darkness of the movie house, I had only two things on my mind. Paul Newman and a ride home. I was wishing I looked like Paul Newman. He looks tough and I don't, but I guess my own looks aren't so bad. I have light brown, almost red hair and greenish gray eyes. I wish they were more gray because I hate most guys that have green eyes, but I have to be content with what I have. My hair is longer than a lot of boys wear theirs, squared off and back and long at the front and sides, but I am a greaser and most of my neighborhood rarely bothers to get a haircut. Besides, I look better with long hair. Okay, so and she ends the book that way, too. I just think mm-hmm. that's a great opening for a book. I do, too. And that's probably one of the pages, that, like you said, we had memorized. So, Okay, so the passage I chose was uh, when they're on the run, from, when Johnny and Ponyboy are on the run from the cops, and Dally sends them up to some uh, church that's no Out longer in, in use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just a, a breath of fresh air to me because all the setting for the outsiders is in the is in Tulsa, you know, and you, you just, you're seeing streets and old houses and parks and it's all, I just picture like a concrete jungle. Very urban. Yes. yes. Very urban. So this was, I love this passage because it's set in the country. Um, so here I go. Johnny and I never went to the front of the church. You could see the front from the road and sometimes farm kids rode their horses by on their way to the shor- to the store. So we stayed in the very back, usually sitting on the steps and looking across the valley. We could see for miles, see the ribbon of highway and the small dots that were houses and cars. We couldn't watch the sunset since the back faced east, but I loved to look at the colors of the fields and the soft shading of the horizon. One morning, I woke up earlier than usual. Being careful not to wake Johnny up, I went to sit on the steps and smoke a cigarette. The dawn was coming then. All the lower valley was covered with mist and and sometimes little pieces of it broke off and floated away in small clouds. The sky was lighter in the east, and the horizon was a thin golden line. The clouds changed from gray to pink, and the mist was touched with gold. There was a silent moment when everything held its breath, and then the sun rose. It was beautiful. Oh, that is so pretty. And that was right before they start discussing, I think, nothing gold can stay. So Yeah. Okay, so uh, we're going to close now. Do you have anything else you'd like to add or say? Uh, not really, just... Stay gold. Stay gold, pony boy. And do it for Johnny. Yeah, do it for Johnny. (laughs) All right, thank you, and we will see you next time on Twin Twin Talk. Talk.